In this bulletin, Cathy Freeman pledges support for an Indigenous voice to Parliament. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese defends the government's focus on an Indigenous voice to Parliament referendum. And more than 5 million Australians on welfare have their payments boosted. Olympic champion Cathy Freeman has encouraged Australians to back the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. The gold medal winning runner has become the latest Indigenous backer of the Yes vote, joining the likes of football stars Jonathan Thurston and Eddie Betts in calling for support. Freeman says it is her belief the voice would help Indigenous kids get the very best start in life. I can't remember a time when change has felt so urgent, when momentum has been so strong. From small towns to big cities, something is in the air. I know all Australians feel it too. We have the chance to be part of a moment that brings people together, to work hard for something that we can all believe in. And right now, each of us can be part of something that really matters. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has defended the government's focus on the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum as Australians struggle at the checkout and the Bowser. Mr Albanese says his government is doing a lot when it comes to the economy, environment and cost of living. It comes as Olympic champion Cathy Freeman has become the latest Indigenous backer of the Yes Vote. The Prime Minister told radio station 2SM this shouldn't be a controversial proposal. Every other country in the world has done it. This should not be controversial. This is a very modest request. And Cathy Freeman has joined uh, with the overwhelming majority of Indigenous Australians uh, wanting to be recognised in our nation's founding document. And that's all this will do is that and have an advisory group that won't change the way that government functions, doesn't have a right of veto, it won't be a funding body. More than 5 million Australians on welfare have had their payments boosted. People on JobSeeker, Youth Allowance, Ausstudy, Abstudy and the Youth Disability Support Pension will receive an extra $40 per fortnight in addition to the $16 increase from indexation. The changes were announced in the federal government's May budget as part of its $14.6 billion package to tackle the cost of living crisis. Businesses will be able to bring in foreign skilled workers on potentially as little as $120,000 in a visa process, which will take weeks instead of months. It is part of a migration overhaul which will make it easier to hire in high-demand industries. The Australian Financial Review reports the changes will be part of an upcoming migration review which will involve the biggest shake-up of a system since the 1990s. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill told Channel 7 the changes won't be about how many migrants can come to Australia but who can. What I want Australians to understand is this is actually not about how many people come to Australia. It's not about how many people come through. It's about who. It's the first time that our government in a long time has really thought about the question of why we would bring people to Australia through the migration system. What are the big national challenges that we're seeking to solve and design a system around those things? The overall effect of these changes will not be to increase migration in Australia. In fact, the effect of the changes will be to reduce the size of the system a bit. 
two men have been arrested over the alleged murder of a major Sydney crime figure who was shot dead while sitting in his car near a shopping precinct. The victim, who died at the scene near Bondi Junction in June, has since been identified as 48-year-old Alan Moradian, a notorious Sydney underworld drug lord who links to the Comanchero bikey gang. Early this morning, detectives arrested a 42-year-old man in Sydney South and a 31-year-old man in Moorbank. The bosses of the big four banks will face an inquiry into rural branch closures as debate about their social responsibility in rural Australia intensifies. Westpac, Commonwealth Bank, ANZ and NAB chief executives are appearing before the inquiry at Parliament House in Canberra. The Senate committee is examining the efforts of more than 600 regional closures since 2017 and has heard from farmers, small businesses and councils. Commonwealth Bank Chief Executive Matt Common says he wants to see the bank having a higher market share in regional communities. The reality today is that more than 90% of customers stay with their existing bank after a branch is closed. I remember meeting a community leader in a regional town who was challenging our decision to close a branch. I was told of the negative effect of closing that branch would have on the community, particularly given it was the last in town. But consistent with our experience... Uh, that person hadn't moved their own banking and was a customer of one of our competitors, which had long since left the town. Australia has pledged $3.5 million towards supporting the international nuclear regulator as Pacific leaders criticise the dumping of wastewater from Japan. Japan has sparked controversy in the region by staging the release of treated nuclear wastewater into the Pacific, splitting regional leaders about its safety. The International Atomic Energy Agency gave the plan the green light, saying the impact on the environment would be negligible and Australia has said it supports the science and the nuclear watchdog's assessment. Foreign Minister Penny Wong says Australia is not among those worried about the treated water release. These are projects which will make a tangible difference, including improving access to equitable, affordable and sustainable radiotherapy services and building the cancer care workforce in the Asia-Pacific and in Africa and our support for the IAEA's Global Water Analysis Laboratory to help make water resource management in the Pacific and Southeast Asia more sustainable. The Bureau of Meteorology says the country can expect its hottest summer in three years now that Australia is officially in the El Nino climate pattern. Dr Carl Braganza, the Bureau's Manager of Climate Services, says the country should get ready for increased temperatures. Globally, um, the El Nino really means that we have a continuation of the global heat that we've seen in the global oceans in particular, and the global oceans have been at record temperatures since about April. Um, so consistently what we are probably projecting for the summer is that Australia will continue to see warm and dry weather, and it's really up to individuals and communities now to prepare for a, a, a summer of um, um, heat and, and fire hazards. The East Coast is already experiencing unseasonally warm September temperatures, with Sydney expecting to hit 34 degrees today, and parts of South Australia and Queensland also feeling the heat. A total fire ban has been declared for the New South Wales South Coast and Greater Sydney regions. Emergency services are on high alert as hot temperatures are spreading across large parts of New South Wales, Queensland, South Australia and the Northern Territory. 
the fire danger warning for New South Wales' far south coast has been upgraded to catastrophic and several fires are burning at watch and act level. New South Wales Rural Fire Service spokesperson Greg Allen says residents need to take precautions. It's important that if you're in an area of a total fire ban, and that's the greater Sydney region and the far south coast area, um, that you don't do anything that's going to start a fire. So no hot works out in the open, uh, no barbecues, anything that create a spark or an amber and therefore introduce a new fire. Importantly as well, if you see a fire with no trucks, it's important to call triple zero straight away so that our crews can respond and limit the spread of that fire. And now for a look at today's weather. Perth, partly cloudy, 22. Adelaide, a shower or two, 17. Melbourne, a shower or two, 17. Hobart, showers easing, windy, 14. Aubrey-Wodonga, a shower or two, 20. Canberra, becoming windy, sunny, 23. Wollongong, windy, late cool change, 30. Sydney, windy, sunny, 34. Newcastle, similar conditions, 35. Brisbane, sunny, 29. Townsville, partly cloudy, 29. Cairns, much the same, 29. Alice Springs, partly cloudy, 36. Darwin, mostly sunny, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, also sunny, 31. And that is NITV Radio News. 